0: 37th Parallel on America's Haunted Highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: What's up everybody, welcome back to episode 235 of Pixelated Paranormal. With me as always is Presto.
0: What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins and crocadoons and crocodingos?
1: I love how that's become your official greeting. Yeah. <laughs> You've just adopted it and made it your own. Yep. We are without Stephen on this episode. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it, and we've got another great episode planned for next time, talking about um, the paranormal mixed in with classic... Um, battles and wars, World War II, and some other stuff. But Stephen is a huge war nut, and we didn't want to do that without him, so we'll do that next time, because God only knows the hell he would give us if we didn't have him on that episode.
0: And I did it just for him. When, when I was looking at topics, I'm like, you know what? We talked about how Steve gets his jolly as off on history, especially World War II, and I thought, fuck, we've never really covered haunted World War II. So I put together this episode, and you're like, "Yeah, Steve's not gonna be on the night." I was like, "You know what? Fuck Steve." I, I put all this effort in this episode. Fuck him. And then you're <laughs> you're like, "No, come on." And I'm like, "All right, I love Steve. Let's right. let's wait." Right. Plus, he doesn't ever listen to these anyway. So you know what? Fuck Steve.
1: Well, we'll all have to wait till next time to uh, hear what you're referencing there, and Steven will be so happy. But in the meantime, presto, it looks like sports ball has yet again taken over news headlines as KU has won the national championship. Did you see the historical game?
0: Yeah, whoop whoop. I am not. Yeah, a- I
1: didn't even know it was going on that night until I like, got on Facebook and saw somebody said they won.
0: Yeah, I don't give a fuck about KU. I don't give a fuck about K-State. I'm a WSU fan because that's where I went to school. So... KU winning the championship is like me being excited that the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. I don't give a fuck.
1: (laughs) Well, you've got more dogs in the race than I do because I could give a damn about any of it. Oh. But but that's not going to stop us from incorporating it into our episode tonight. Because the news about sports has got me thinking about a weird story I read a few years ago. And so tonight's story will bring together, in a perfect marriage, sports and the paranormal. So fans at a minor league baseball game in Vancouver, British Columbia, back on September 3rd, 2013, got quite the treat. When an object appeared just beyond the tree lines, beyond the right field fence, at Scotiabank Field's Nat Bailey Stadium during a baseball game between Everett Aqua Sox and the host Vancouver Canadians, A scene straight out of your favorite documentary of Are UFOs Truly Here or Not? Home videos soon spread following the unusual pattern of quick zoom, quick zoom out videos of what appeared to be a UFO hovering just outside the baseball stadium. The sightings instantly hit social media sites, and one of the videos hit over 300,000 views. But sadly, just one week after the sighting, the UFO became more of an IFO, that's Identified Flying Object. But it wasn't teenage pranks or hooligans or even aliens. In fact, it was just some good old-fashioned marketing ploys. It turns out the H.R. Macmillan Space Center in Vancouver... That night, chose to launch a drone in the shape of the center itself to promote its new planetarium theater. Now, oddly enough, as you can see in the photos I included there, it looks like your classic, you know, pie pan shaped UFO, including spotlights on the bottom
0: side. Circa 1960, baby.
1: <laughs> right, close encounters. Macmillan admitted its role in the hoax in a press release stating it wanted to create a buzz about the new planetarium viewer experience at Veneer Park, which underwent a a half-a-million-dollar renovation over that summer. But that's not the story we're here to talk about, presto. You see, that's not the first time a UFO was sighted at a sports event. 67 years ago during a football match, soccer for all of our American listeners, both the crowd and the players screeched to a startling halt when a UFO appeared above the stadium in Florence. It was October 27, 1954, in a typical crisp autumn day in Tuscany. The mighty Fiorentina Club was playing against their local rival, the Pistois. 10,000 fans were watching... In the concrete-shaped bowl of the stadium, Artemy Frankie. But just after halftime, the stadium fell eerily silent, and then a roar went up from the crowd. Spectators were no longer watching the match, but instead, staring up at the sky, fingers extended, pointing at a UFO. The players had even stopped, and the ball rolled to a standstill. One of the footballers on the pitch was Adrico Magnini and he was something of a local legend at the club and had played for Italy at the 1954 World Cup.
0: Listen, I might have got hit in the head a time or two, but I can tell you, I remember everything from A to Z. It was something that looked like an egg that was a slowly, slowly, slowly... That makes no fucking... Oh, moving slowly, slowly, slowly... (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was looking up, and also there was some glitter coming down from the sky. Silver glitter. We were astonished. We'd never seen anything like it before. We were absolutely shocked.
1: The game was then suspended because spectators saw something in the sky, and according to the referee's match report, among the crowd was Gigi Bonnie, a lifelong Fiorentina fan.
0: Yeah, man, I remember clearly seeing this incredible sight.
1: But his description was slightly different.
0: This fucking thing was moving fast, man, really fast, and then they just stopped. It all lasted a couple minutes. I would like to describe them as being like Cuban cigars. They just reminded me of Cuban cigars that I want to smoke so bad. It just that's just the way it looked.
1: <laughs> I love the pizzazz that you add to these parts. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie had spent many years reliving that day in his mind. I think they were extraterrestrial. That's what I believe. And there's no other explanation I can give myself. Romolo Tucci, still sprightly in his 70 years, agreed. In those years, everybody was talking about aliens. Everybody was talking UFOs. And we had the experience. We saw them. We saw them directly and for real. The incident at the stadium cannot simply be interpreted as mass hysteria. There were numerous UFO sightings in many other towns across Tuscany that day as well, and over the days that followed. According to some eyewitnesses, a ray of white light was seen above the sky coming from Prato, just north of Florence. Another man who relishes the chance to speak about that day is Roberto Panotti, the president of Italy's National UFO Center. He's written many books about UFOs, and his home is in the center of Florence, stuffed full of alien memorabilia, posters of old Italian B-movies, framed newspaper articles, and and black-and-white photographs of blurry flying saucers. Sounds a lot like my recording area.
0: The players and the public were sun seeing these objects above the stadium. At the time, the newspaper spoke of aliens from Mars.
1: And of course, now we know it's not so. But we may conclude that it was an intelligent phenomenon, a technological phenomenon, and a phenomenon that can't be linked to anything we know of on Earth. He also was intrigued by material that fell from the sky, what Magnini described as silver glitter.
0: It is a fact that at the same time the, the UFOs were seen above Florence, there was a strange sticky substance falling from above. In English, we called this angel hair. Or, you know, space jizz. The only problem is after a short <laughs> period of time, it disintegrates.
1: As a 10-year-old boy, he witnessed the phenomenon himself.
0: I remember uh, in board, covered in uh, this white substance for one hour, and then like snow, it just evaporated. Nobody knows what this strange substance has to do with UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> that picture it really does
1: it looks like alien bukaki <laughs> i mean it kind of does we'll slap that up on the instagram tomorrow and hopefully not get flagged yeah variously described by witnesses as similar to cotton wool or cobwebs or as preston says space jizz the substance was hard to collect because it disintegrated upon contact but some people were determined to find out what exactly it was One of these people being a journalist at the Florentine newspaper La Nazione, the late Giorgio Battini. Back in 2003, he told an Italian television program, Voyager, how on that day he received hundreds of phone calls about the sightings from the offices of... (laughs) Did you hear that? Shayla just texted me, she's in the other room, and she said, what the actual fuck is space jizz? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's Preston ad-libbing, hun. <laughs> Oh, he received hundreds of phone calls about the sightings from the offices of La Nacion in the center of town his own view of the sky was blocked by the cathedral so he went up to the top of the newspaper's building to see what everybody else was talking about the 81-year-old recalled seeing shiny balls moving fast towards the drome
0: of the cathedral. I got big balls, they got big balls. <laughs> Alien big balls, shiny big balls.
1: <laughs> Patini ventured out to investigate. He came across some wood outside the city that was covered in the white fluff. He gathered several samples by rolling them up on a matchstick and then took them to the Institute of Chemical Analysis, at the University of Florence. When he got there, he found that others had done the same thing. The lab, led by a respected scientist, Professor professor, professor Giovanni Canieri, subjected the material to spectrographic analysis and concluded that it contained the elements boron, silicon, calcium, and magnesium, and that it was not radioactive. Unfortunately, Space this shares. did not provide... What? I said, space jizz. (laughs) Calcium and proteins. Unfortunately, this did not provide any conclusive answers, and the material was destroyed during the testing process. Could it have been from some UFO? It's an absolutely silly idea. Science today rejects the idea. Says U.S. Air Force pilot-turned-astronomer James McGaha from the Grasslands Observatory in southeastern Arizona. He spent more than 40,000 hours staring at the night sky, not to mention the additional hours he spent in the cockpit of U.S. fighter jets.
0: You know, the whole UFO phenomenon is nothing but a myth, magic, and superstition, wrapped up in this idea that somehow aliens are coming here either to save us or destroy us.
1: In Magaha's view, the whole spectacle, angel hair and all, is nothing more than migrating spiders.
0: When I look at this case originally, I thought perhaps it was a fireball, a very bright meteor breaking up in the atmosphere. They can be cigar-shaped when pieces are breaking off. But it became fairly apparent that this was actually caused by young spiders spinning webs. Very, very thin webs. See, these spiders use these webs as sails as they link together and you get a big glob of this stuff in the sky. It's not space jizz, spider's webs, and they ride on to this to move between locations. They just fly on the wind and these things have been recorded at least 14,000 feet above the ground. So when the sunlight glistens off of this, you see, you get this kind of visual effect. And some of this stuff breaks off and falls to the ground, and this seems magical. But I'm fairly confident that that's what happened this day. This theory, you see, is backed up by the fact that that September and October are the months when the spiders in the Northern Hemisphere migrate. And the spectacular Spider-Man migration still makes headlines today. But it hasn't convinced anyone, goddamn alien believers. But of course (laughs) I know about the migrating spiders hypotenuse. It's pure nonsense. It's an old story and it's also a stupid story. That last part makes no sense.
1: No, especially when you said
0: hypotenuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. He disputes... Hypotenuse? I get high on an hypotenuse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he disputes the spider theory because of the chemical analysis of the angel hair sample. Spider silk is a protein and a Organic compound containing nitrogen, calcium, hydrogen, and oxygen. But that's not the elements that were reportedly found in the samples that Bettini and the others brought to the university. Sixty years and going on strong, the chances of determining the cause of the incident are pretty slim. I wouldn't trust any reports of old and strange events like this unless I'd seen the data, says science writer Phil Ball. He agrees the elements said to have been observed in the angel hair don't seem to tally up with the spider theory. Well, shit, I don't either, and I'm not even a scientist.
0: Yeah. You see, folks, magnesium and calcium are fairly common elements in the living bodies. Boron and silicone, much less so. But if these were the main elements that the white fluff contained, it doesn't sound to me as though they'd come from spiders. Clearly, We're dealing with alien jizz.
1: (laughs) God, we're children. So it all remains a mystery. No matter what the scientists say, those who were there are convinced that what they saw was unlikely anything of this Earth. Did aliens come to Earth? If not, what exactly did they see all those years ago in Florence? Back in 1954.
0: Well, all I got to say is uh, somebody saw a money (laughs) shot.
1: Right. But yeah, on the last episode or a couple episodes back, we talked about how there were some migrating spiders um, that weren't actually native to this part of the U.S. that were going to be flying over parts of like Georgia and some other places. So I don't know, man. I definitely know that that's, you know, a pretty common occurrence, having these little tiny spiders with uh, web parachutes. but. I don't know. I don't want to believe it either.
0: Yeah. It sounds pretty lame. Like, fuck you, science. Like, give us <laughs> something better than spiders. Right, right. But sometimes, Preston, this most simple answer is the truth. Yeah. You know, maybe like, uh, you know, scientists think that there are these um, air jellyfish that live on the surface of like Jupiter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And. Who's to say that like there's not some type of weird like air jellyfish that lives in the upper atmospheres and one of them just fucking died and, <laughs> and just spat all over the ground? <laughs> that's what that. That's what that weird white substance was? It was just a dead air jellyfish. <laughs> hey man, it could be. It could be. Who are we to is it, really? Is see? it as cool as alien jizz? No, but it's better than fucking spiders.
1: Yeah, and that uh, phrase, taken out of context, could be an interesting late-night (laughs) fan service that we can read. (laughs) Fucking spiders. Yeah. (sighs) Well, that's pretty much where the gas tank runs out, folks. We don't have a whole lot left because this was thrown together, as you could probably tell, pretty damn quickly before we recorded. But that's okay. We've got a big two-parter coming up, like I mentioned earlier, with various stories... From different battles, World War Two and others, where people reported seeing things like ghosts and UFOs and maybe even a cryptid or two. So we will definitely make it up to you, since this guy was not even a full half hour.
0: And Daddy's worn out too, you know. <laughs> yeah. I've been. Uh, oh. I, I I've been running all day, and then you know we went down to 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 Norton's, and I, I got um, that above the clouds. Uh, grape soda pop bomb you know goza that's got it's got grape do you know it's got grape uh, uh, vape juice in it that's actually made with vape juice for real yeah and they don't you know they don't put the nicotine part in there but the actual like grape flavoring for like the vape juice it's like that the grape soda and like grape bomb pops and a fucking like sour beer It, oh dude I mean, it doesn't even taste like alcohol. It's just like fucking pure grape soda. I'm just like blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, Shayla and I went out last weekend and got one and then grabbed a crowler to go. And listen, folks, if you don't like beer, um, this tastes literally like bubbly grape Kool-Aid. It is delicious. Yeah. Man, with all the talk we talk about Norton's, man, we should go down there and do a collaboration, make some kind of paranormal beer.
0: Yeah, they got uh, they got weird paranormal shit hanging on the wall all over the place <laughs> man, and they they'd be down. Yeah,
1: they've got some of the best decor. This place is a local brewery that opened up, oh man, what about 4 years ago?
0: And yeah, something like that. They
1: won us over instantly because they've got like an alien gray, they've got a Bigfoot over by their merch stand. Uh they had a slimer uh movie prop hanging from the yeah. rafters. It's uh, it's a pretty rad place, man. And
0: and then, the, you know, for the, the bathrooms, for the, the the male and female bathrooms, they got the silhouette of uh, the couple from uh, Beetlejuice. So um, it's, uh, you know, like where her eyeballs are popping out of her mouth, that's the silhouette that's on the, the girl's restroom. And then when the guy's, like, pulling his, like, chicken head face, like, all elongated. <laughs> yeah, you're you know, talking about Barbara silhouette.
1: and Adam. Yeah, yeah, the two ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, man.
0: I was like, holy shit, this is
1: amazing. Yeah, that place is just rad as heck. I love it. And uh, a good buddy of mine, Farley, works down there. So, I mean, I might uh, might drop the old earwig there and uh, see what could happen. You know, the worst they can do is say no. Yeah. yeah. There we go, folks. You're hearing it now. History in the making. I also need to get Farley on the show because he's got a pretty great plethora of uh, stories, interdimensional and extraterrestrial stories and stuff like that. And a really bizarre, uh, really convincing photo of what appears to be an alien gray. Um, I believe it was like walking out in front of him. Um, he sent me a picture a while back, and he, we got to get him on the show. We got to do an interview with him and have a nice little chat. Yeah. Well, I think we'll call it there, buddy. If you guys are on the social medias, please check us out on Instagram at PXL Paranormal. And also on Facebook, The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. That is where you'll find the companion guides and episode posts where we include photos of uh, stuff we talk about on the episode. So please give us a follow, give us a like, tell your friends. We've almost hit 600 followers on the old Instagram, so that is moving right along. Preston, tell
0: us a little bit about the old YouTube. Man, we've gained one subscribers since last show there we go. last time i reported in 177 subscribers yeah baby 178 man so, alive uh, yeah if you're listening to this on uh you know apple podcast uh stitcher podbean iHeartRadio. radio i mean we're everywhere do yourself a favor just go over to YouTube and just click the like notification and the little bell uh-huh. because you're, you're just, you know, you're supporting your favorite podcast and we appreciate it. It makes us feel better when we see those numbers grow than like, uh, yeah, our YouTube channel's got to yeah, 50 subscribers and they're all, you know, Sean's friends. So, <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah. Who, who knows what could happen if we actually did some kind of promoting and paid a few shillings here and there. We might have to do that this year.
0: Yeah. And look, guys, I mean, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard and you're trying to find the right product, don't be like all those Italian soccer players in tonight's story. You might find some random white glob on the ground and you might think, God, this will make my beard look and smell amazing. It won't because it's not Dobbs and it's not Beard Balm. It's, we can't talk about it. It's it's bad stuff. So anyways, do yourself a favor. Jeez. Go over to Dobbs. Use promo code P-X-L-P-A-R-A for 20% off your order and get the good stuff that you actually want to put on your beard, like Bay Rum, Dundee Cedar, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh, Citrus, Mint, and Classic.
1: Hot diggity dog.
0: Yeah. And if you're in
1: the local area, please stop by and see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post, Pawnee, and Seneca. Alrighty, that does it. On behalf of Big Steven, I'd like to say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us
0: that love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal. Your guide to the unusual and the strange.